Hello, and thank you so much for tuning in to the Travel and Transformation Show with me, your host, Sophia, and my guest today, Aisha Ivezi. She is a certified vibrational healer whose company is called Divinely Aligned Vibrational Healing. Thank you so much for being here today, Aisha. How are you? Thank you for having me. I'm doing so good. I'm so excited. I'm so happy to be here. That's great. So can you tell us, tell us about you? Who are you? What What's your story? Let us in. Okay. Well, my name is Aisha. I am a vibrational healer born and raised in the Los Angeles area. I grew up in Palmdale, California, and uh, it was an interesting place to grow up, but um, it was a small community. Um, in this small community, I grew up with a gentleman that was a family friend that I ended up in a relationship with, um, probably around the age of 23 or 24, probably 24. We got into a relationship together. Um, in that relationship, uh, it started out great. And it turned into an abusive relationship, I would say, about six months into it. It got emotionally abusive and mentally abusive. Mm. Um, and then the physical abuse came into the picture when I would say we were about a year in. Oh, wow. Um, yes. Out of that relationship, um, before I had or before I entered into the relationship with him, I had a little girl. Her name was Zanai and she was born in 2011. And when I was dating the guy, I don't, I don't even refer to his name anymore. <laughs> um, but when I was dating him, I dated him simultaneously with my, as I had my daughter, um, she ended up being a victim of his due to me not realizing that I was even in an abusive relationship. Um, I never grew up seeing abuse. I never grew up watching, you know, an abusive household. Um, my father left my home at a really young age, so I didn't have to see an abusive relationship um, between him and my mother. Mm -hmm. So I didn't necessarily grow up with an example of what a healthy relationship looked like but I also didn't grow up with an unhealthy relationship example either. So I wasn't really sure how to navigate my situation. Um, being young though, you think you know everything and right. you've got your parents telling you, you know, oh, this person doesn't care about you and this person doesn't love you. And they, you know, they're going to continue to hurt you and they're never going to be good to you. And, you know, when you're out on your own and you've got your own child already, you think you know everything and you don't want to, no one can tell you anything and you can, you know, just roll with the punches. And sometimes life will just literally smack you in the face and sit you down somewhere. And that's what happened when my ex murdered my daughter. Oh my goodness. Uh, she was two and a half years old at the time of the murder. And it was very, it was a very brutal murder. Um, he beat her to death with oh his gosh. bare hand in a seven minute time frame that I left them alone. It was not the first time 
that they were alone together. They had been alone on multiple occasions and nothing really happened in the past that would have triggered me to fear for her life with them together alone. That was never um, anything that I was concerned about. So um, when I discovered that my daughter's death actually was a murder and that he did it, um, it was a, a very big shock because I was completely oblivious to the fact that he would even be capable of something like that, despite the physical abuse that I encountered with him a couple of times. Um, oh my goodness. And but but before you yes. go on, I just really want to like, from the bottom of my heart, say that I am so sorry, so sorry for your loss because no mother should have to go through that. Thank you. It was um, a very difficult thing to have to hear that your daughter, your child, your daughter was murdered um, at the hands of someone that you trusted. Mm-hmm. Uh, and at the time, I, I believed that I did trust him, um, despite the physical altercations that we had gotten into. A lot of the or the two times that we had gotten into physical altercations with each other, um, they were very separated in time and they and they also were alcohol induced. So in my brain, it was just like, oh, these are one-off situations. These are, this is not an everyday thing. He's not gonna, he's not hitting me on a regular basis. And that's what I think a lot of young girls are in the mindset of today is if my man is not hitting me, then he's not abusing me. And, or if my, if I'm not wake, if I'm not having a cover of a black eye or cover up bruises on a regular basis, then I'm not in a abusive relationship. And that's just simply not true. A lot of us end up in abusive relationships as uh, as young women and don't even realize that we're in one until it's too late. And that's what happened in my situation. Well, and and then abuse just comes in so many different forms. I mean, sometimes the abuse is so insidiary that, yeah, you don't even realize that it's happening because it's happening based on the things that are being said to you. It's happening based on the way you're being treated. It's happening Mm -hmm. if you're being controlled. So Mm -hmm. all of these things add up. And yeah, sometimes it's hard to see it. And sometimes, sometimes you can even see it and you know better. But it's hard to see it. Yeah. Because you don't want to see that because we don't ever want to be that world, that woman or that girl that has to admit to themselves that they're in that type of relationship. No woman wants to admit that to themselves. No woman wants to admit that to their family members. Nobody wants to take that in and be like, yeah, this is my situation until it gets to a breaking point. And sometimes that breaking point comes a lot sooner than what we would think. And that's what happened with me. That's exactly what happened with my daughter. I wasn't expecting, we were in a good place at that time in the relationship, but I do believe that my daughter's, I do contribute my daughter's death to revenge. I feel that he, he killed her to get revenge on me. A couple of months before the murder, he went to prison for one of our domestic violence situations, mm. or I would say jail, not prison, because prison's for long term, jail is for short term. So he went to jail, and in that, 
um, he ended up losing his job because he was an EMT at the time. Okay. And when you're an EMT, you obviously can't be abusive. So, or, or have a, the domestic violence on your record if you're an EMT. So he lost right. his job mm-hmm. and he had to move back in with his parents and having to, these are his words, by the way, having to move back in with his father was one of the worst things that he ever had to do because he grew up apparently in an abusive household and having to go back and listen to his father after he was already a grown adult and moved out on his own. And now he's moving back in. That was the breaking point for him. And that's what caused him to release the rage that he was feeling for me on my daughter. Wow. And that was how he knew he could get back at me by through her. Like that was the, easiest way to hurt me was through her wow wow to to even think that another human being would have that thought process is just crazy to me it's like I I can't even really wrap my head around that it's almost like if you remember that commercial where you know their head explodes and the purple smoke comes out that's kind of how I'm feeling right now because it's like wow are you kidding me that, mm-hmm. that, I don't know. That, I mean, that's almost like gangster mentality that you see in a movie. It's not something that you expect in real life. Absolutely. I used to, before the situation happened with my daughter, I used to be a huge fan of true crime. I was a huge fan. I would just eat true crime up. And then crime happened in my life, up close and personal. My first baby girl ever born and such in such a brutal and just horrific way and when crime comes to your own doorstep it no there's nothing no there's nothing appealing about it anymore and then it just you know makes us realize how desensitized we are to death and to murder and to things like that so yeah because society is just like hey look at this murder and look at this murder and documentaries and things like that. Now they've been able to implement a law that states that if you are under the age of 26, your frontal cortex is not fully developed, which means you are not fully capable of understanding your actions. So because of that, my daughter's murderer is now coming up for parole only nine years after her murder. And I'm sorry, but I have to call bullshit on that one because yes, I know the science is there. But we all know right from wrong. And as you're hitting on a small child, you know that is not right. So regardless of where your frontal cortex is, you've got to know that Mm -hmm. you're not doing a right thing. And if you can say that I wanted to hurt you and this was the best way I could do it, that's premeditated. Mm -hmm. You have thought about that. Absolutely. I mean, if you're going to tell me that, then you're you're telling me that um, you shouldn't be driving a car before 26. You shouldn't be drinking before 26. You shouldn't own a gun before 26. Because if you can't be held responsible, you shouldn't be going to the military before 26. 26. Exactly. So if it's if if we're if we're really that immature, then we shouldn't be sending people to the military before the age of 26. Well, I mean, I've always thought, I mean, if you can't drink, should you really be holding a gun and going to war? But that's a whole other story (laughs) for another day. (laughs) But (laughs) right. (laughs) 
But just like listening to your story, I really appreciate you sharing it because it's an important story to get out. And if it can help one person realize that she is in an abusive relationship, job well Mm -hmm. done. But I have to ask, is this, you know, was some of that the impetus behind you actually getting into vibrational healing? Yes. If I didn't go through that grief of losing my child, I don't think I would have even gotten to have the opportunity to go through my spiritual awakening. Um, If that 25-year-old girl that lost her daughter and had to bury her daughter, she she was buried with her daughter. That 25-year-old girl was buried with her daughter. And when she her soul reemerged from that grave, it was reborn. And it allowed me to tap into spiritual healing and tap into ways of helping my depression and helping my anxiety and helping my grief um, holistically and finding holistic routes to deal with those things. So when I found sound baths and I realized how it actually helped improve my own mental state and my own depression, I decided to buy my own set of crystal singing bowls because I liked how they resonated in with my body and how it changed the frequency that I was on. I would go into my sound baths at a very low vibration and I would come out of my sound baths feeling like my, vib- my, my vibration was risen immediately. So I started to do it on my own. And from my own, I came up with the idea of being able to heal people in my community and heal other mothers of grief and other mothers that have gone through the loss of parents and, and just just the overall general public. I want I feel that I was put here for this purpose and I'm so excited to be able to share it with everyone that comes through divinely aligned path. <laughs> well, That does sound like a beautiful silver lining from something that was so tragic. But I mean, sometimes the tragedies in our lives are the teachers in our lives, if we choose to see them that way. And I just would love to congratulate you for being able to rise up because there are people who may not have made the same choice. There are people who you know, may have gone down a different road, may have stayed in bed consistently and yeah. and dove into a very, very deep depression that they couldn't, you know, get themselves out of, or they may have mm-hmm. turned to substances to self-medicate. So mm-hmm. the fact that you didn't do any of that is amazing. And now we get to experience you as a different person, but as a high vibrational person. So absolutely. tell us a little bit about, um, well, what are some of the benefits of going to a sound bath or of just vibrational healing in general? Because when we think of sound bath, we generally think of the crystal singing bowls because they're beautiful and they right. sound amazing. Right. Um, do. <laughs> but there are other instruments that people use as well. So, yes. and they all carry that vibration. And if you listen to music, 
I'm sure for everybody listening, there's certain songs, there's certain beats, there's certain rhythms that mm-hmm. just really resonate with you. And you're like, yes, I love, you know, it's like, I love this song. And, you know, and there's certain songs that have like, for me, a certain drum beat that'll just take me like to a completely different place because I just, the drum beat mm-hmm. sometimes for me is kind of like the heartbeat. And it absolutely very soothing, yeah. <laughs> but it can also be very chance inducing too, depending on who's playing. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, that was a very long winded way. So let me go back to the question <laughs> of what are some of the benefits of go, um, doing sound therapy? Okay, so first things first, uh, the human body is 70 to 80% water which means that we are ideal conductors of vibration. We vibrate energy, everything around us vibrates energy, including instruments. The instruments work at a specific frequency that allow our frequency to align with that particular frequency. So if my singing bowls are tuned to 432 Hertz, then what that's going to do is it's going to realign my body and my energy wheels and my chakras and things like that to be realigned to the 432 hertz frequency. And what that does is internally it vibrates the cells. And when you vibrate the cells from the inside out, it releases negative energies. It lowers your cortisol levels, which allows for you to lower your stress. It allows for you to deal with your anxiety better, your depression. It helps if you have sleep problems. So if you have sleep sleep apnea or insomnia, it helps with those types of things. Um, if you have high cortisol levels, sometimes it can help give you more weight than what you may normally carry. So if you lower those levels, then you can lose weight. Um, I've seen that happen myself. I was 15 pounds heavier before I started doing sound baths on a more regular basis. And that helped with my cortisol levels, which in turn got me back to my average weight. Um, One of the biggest things that I love is outside of yoga, I do boxing. So I use my muscles on a regular basis and I lift weights and things like that. So I get very, very sore. But sound baths allow us to regenerate our muscle fibers a lot quicker so that we can get back into the gym and go on with our everyday lives without having to worry about delayed onset muscle soreness. Okay, so two things that I want to just bring forward. So lowering of the cortisol levels in your body can help Mm -hmm. you to lose Mm -hmm. weight. So where there's no (laughs) quick fix, obviously, because Mm -hmm. in life really there aren't really (laughs) quick fixes, but can you imagine if you needed to lose some weight and you could just lay there and enjoy the vibrations of a sound bath on a regular basis and get up and, you know, couple months later, you notice, oh my goodness, I have lost weight and I wasn't even trying. So that part I love. And then also- And then, you know, with the weight loss, there's another piece. There's another piece to it. We have to understand that it's not just the vibrations that are making us the lower, the, the cortisol levels go down. It also is us in our brain state being changed and altered to make us feel better about ourselves, to make us want to love ourselves more, to care for ourselves more. And when we do that, in turn, we're eating better, we're exercising more, we're sleeping better, and the cortisol levels are just a portion of that. But 
the brain wave being altered is also a portion of what helps with the weight loss because it helps us bring in that that self-love mm-hmm. that we might have been missing, and that might be why we put the extra weight on as well. And it almost sounds like, and I don't know all the science behind this, so just note people, I am just giving an opinion and a thought in this moment, <laughs> but right. it sounds to me that it's like we're building new neural pathways as our brain changes exactly. with the waves, which allows us to actually see things around us to help us with our journey, whatever that journey is. So mm-hmm. if it happens to be weight loss, then all of a sudden, maybe you get this email and it's like an email that you might have passed over, but now you've decided to read it. Now there's something inside that's a tool because your awareness is open and your self-love is bubbling up in you. And because you're vibrating at a higher level, all of these things are coming together for you. So you might even notice Mm -hmm. that you're manifesting more. And, and the thing is, you may just be noticing opportunities that you weren't noticing before, because as it, when you're vibrating at a lower level, you're so consumed with what's happening in your Mm -hmm. everyday moment to moment that your brain may not be, you know, you're in survival mode. So you're not in a mode where you can just open up and be like, oh, here's something new. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It sounds like (laughs) vibrational therapy can really help with that. It definitely can. And I'm just, you know, I'm an advocate for it and that is why I got I decided to do it for others because I really am my own personal testimony and experience and I've seen the tremendous changes and how it helps with healing the body holistically and non-invasively and I'm actually um helping my dad heal his uh neuropathy (laughs) with sound with sound healing that's yeah because that's um nerve endings that are maybe blocked or not so that can deal with blood circulation and things like that and sound baths help with regulating your blood circulation so um he's a kind of like my first case study with neuropathy so I'll let everybody know how that goes (laughs) yeah I'm excited to hear how that goes that sounds really interesting because I'm sure just like a lot of other modalities that we hear about it works and you but you don't even know the full potential of how it can work until mm-hmm. you know that moment when you have an opportunity it's like okay well it can't hurt you let's see how it can help you mm-hmm. so absolutely that, that sounds really interesting I'm, I'm not exactly sure how he said it but i do know that there is a quote out there that people can look up where albert einstein in particular says to everyone that sound is going to be the new medicine. So I like to say that sound therapy is the new therapy. And and everything, I have to laugh. I'm laughing, but not laughing at you. I'm laughing because everything that's old is now new and trendy, you know? Right. Sound has been around forever. It's been there. You know, exactly. and people have been healing with sound forever and then thousands and thousands of years (laughs) right and they're even um 
you know, experiments that you can look up on how vibration affects water. And obviously we're mostly water, right? And then mm -hmm. it just, I spoke to someone recently about essential oils and it's like, oh yeah, they're all new. People are, no, these are not new people. <laughs> they're in people's right. tombs and they're preserved exactly. and been there. So a lot of the therapies that we talk about now and we think that is something, you know, brand new. No, it's just that we have gone back to what has worked in the past mm -hmm. and the recognizing past. that it's also the wave of the future you mm -hmm. know so yeah I had to because even though we have western medicine and we have other ways of healing ourselves medicine in particular certain medicines are not going to raise your consciousness right and music has the ability to raise your consciousness and that's what, what I feel is lacking in the world today is a level of consciousness and awareness. Because if those things were there, then I don't feel that Mother Earth would be the, in the state that she's in right now if we were conscious of how us as humans and in this vessel, how we're connected to her. Right. And if we knew that consciously, we would, I just feel we would naturally move different. So not only do I do the sound baths to heal, but I do the sound baths to raise the the consciousness, raise the consciousness of the community. And the thing is, not only are we connected to the earth, we're connected to each other. Each other. And sometimes, especially given the story that we heard in the beginning, to think that, yes, we're also connected to someone who could do something so horrendous exactly it's true though you know we don't want to uh -huh. think that way we don't want to believe that mm -hmm. we want to believe that we're all individual and we're all separate but the thing is we're all also connected we're unique mm -hmm. emanations of god we are you know we have our own personalities but we're also a collective and one of the ways you and that's what divine actually means to be divine is to be of God. So when we say divinely aligned, we're saying of God aligned. We want to be aligned with our God self. Right. And if you don't believe that we're all connected, look at the news. Just look at the news. Look at how certain groups of people are acting. They're acting in group consciousness. They're not thinking for themselves. They're acting in group consciousness. Mm -hmm. If you look exactly. at some of the ways that fear is put out, then collectively we become afraid of a thing or a person or of whatever it is that we become afraid of because fear is being put out. So imagine mm -hmm. if you can do something for yourself that could eliminate your fear and bring up the vibration to where you can't really be afraid and anxious and still be in joy and peace all at the same time. Right. Right. Exactly. So it's a choice. Now that's the one thing that we do have is choice. We get to choose the path that we want to be on. So if you want to choose mm -hmm. the path of a higher vibration, 
then you have an opportunity to do so. And, you know, if you don't make that choice, no choice is also a choice, right? Mm -hmm. Whether you do something or you don't do something, you've made a choice. So. Yes, definitely. So if people want to find you, how can they do that? Mm -hmm. Well, you can find me on my social media. That's the easiest way to find me right now. You can look me up at divinely underscore aligned one, four, three. Don't forget the one, four, three, because I love you. <laughs> um, and you can also email me at divinely aligned one, four, three at gmail.com. If you have any questions or inquiries about doing a private session, I do do private sessions um, only in the SoCal area. Um, so just let me know. My calendar is filling up quickly. So the sooner the better. And I also will be having an appearance at the Zula Den. It's in the Los Angeles area on September 9th at 9 a.m. I'll be conducting a 9-9 portal of completion sound bath. So if you want to join me there, you can also find me there. So, and the tickets for the 99 um sound bath are going to be on Eventbrite. So can you um tell us a little bit about why you chose 99 at 9? <laughs> yes, number 9 is the number of completion. Everything in life always comes back to 9. Any type of numerical um equation always comes back to 9. Um so I chose the number 9 and the number the month of September, because it will be the 10th anniversary of my daughter's death. Um, and I wanted to change the narrative of the month of September for myself and my family and really launch a new journey on this beautiful, wonderful portal of completion that we have coming up. So I'm looking forward to what's to come on that day. Well, that sounds divine. And yes, pun intended. <laughs> and again, the Zula, the Zula, Z-U-L-A, Den, D-E-N, on Saturday, September 9th at 9 a.m. Check Divinely Aligned out. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for sharing your story with us. Because again, I'm hoping that you're courage in telling us your story can help at least one person who's listening to this. So thank you again for being here. That's honestly all I've ever asked for. That's all I believe my daughter's ever asked for is that I finally can tell the story from the one person that matters point of view. So even though there's hundreds and thousands of points of views out there, Mine never was. So I'm thankful that you gave me the opportunity to finally put things in the places that they should be. Well, that was my pleasure. My pleasure completely. Thank you again. Thank you. Thank you.